0: HK Radio Three, and the song is "Baby, You're So Free." Time is now two thirty-three, and you're listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program, Cruze McAlligan. Cruz, it's so lovely to be reunited with you. It's been weeks since we last spoke. It has been weeks. It's been, it has been weeks. It's been way too long. Yeah. So, how are you? And, and what's the, the the audio column uh, for today?
1: I'm, well, thank you. I'm extraordinarily boiling hot, as I'm sure most of Hong Kong is at the moment, um, considering the weather. Um, but today we're
0: talking about snails. Sure, sure. Nice. Snails. I've, I've been seeing a lot of them around this summer. They're, um, really, Have are really, really, really big ones as well.
1: Oh, see, that's really interesting you say that, because I recently saw a couple of those kind of like you said those really big kind of monstrously big ones going up a tree one evening recently and i had this flood of memories come back to me from like being a child in hong kong and it being like hot summer night and they're just being these massive snails everywhere right not in a bad way in a good way um, but I, as an adult, I thought, I wonder why I don't see them
0: anymore. And I'm like, maybe it's just because I'm too busy being an adult. I'm not <laughs> stopping to smell the roses or poke the snails. They, but um, apparently, they are a, a bit of a pest. That they, they reproduce quite quickly, and there's um, and there's quite a lot of them. We've got a few. I don't know where they came from in our in in our tank in our aquarium at home. We've only ah, got we've yes. only got six fish, and suddenly we find it infested with snails. I think we were, we were up to Fifty snails at one point, uh, small oh my ones, gosh. and and we had to we had to. Oh, I don't know if this sounds really nice, Catch but you a cow. We, we did, <laughs> um, and in the most humane way possible. Um, credit to Andy. Uh, we, we, we 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 put them in a cup and, and we froze them.
1: Uh, Oh, that is the most humane way. Because they they just sort
0: of go to sleep, don't they? And then they just sort of stay in the sleep.
1: Yeah, That is definitely the most humane way. So congratulations. We're going to talk a little bit later about um, snails and the fact that they can be pests. It's interesting you bring up the aquarium thing because it's very true. Um, But for a little bit of background on snails, um, one thing that I found that was really fascinating is scientists believe that snails may have been around for about 500 million years. What million years? Yeah, like can you imagine a dinosaur stepping on a snail? <laughs>
0: um, They've but, seen um, things that we haven't.
1: Exactly, um, but the most complete snail fossil that we have dates back to ninety nine million years ago, which is mind blowing. Um, it was recovered in Myanmar in two thousand and eighteen, and the fossil preserved a prehistoric land snail's shell head. Eye stalk and foot in amber. And of course, since fossils usually only preserve a shell, this is like incredibly historic. A couple of years ago, they find this whole snail, prehistoric snail, a hundred million year old snail inside a piece of amber. I mean, that is kind of mind blowing. I haven't looked it up on the internet yet, but I'm definitely going to be doing that tonight. Um, uh, Of course, the thing is that it's interesting. You know, the only thing that most people seem to think or know about snails is that they're not very fast. Um, But there's so many other fascinating things about snails. For example, one species of snail can grow up to a foot and a half long. There's so much variety. Can you imagine a foot and a half long? That's that's a big snail. It's a big snail. Um, of course, when we think about snails, we also think about slugs. And I was interested to find out that the only measurable difference between a snail and a slug is that a snail has a shell. Otherwise, they're pretty much the same thing,
0: really. I, I was thinking that too. I was thinking sometimes. So, so what do slugs do if they need a home? They just have to sort of. Do, do they live underground or, or in a well? Apparently, some.
1: Some slug families have internal shell plates hidden within their bodies, which is um, the smaller shell helps them to be more mobile, which is an evolutionary advantage when it comes to chasing down prey. Also, they, are t- they do tend to be faster than a snail just because they don't have the load. Oh, they're not true. carrying their own home. They're not
0: carrying know?
1: their own home. That's right. Yeah. Um, slugs and snails are mollusks, which means that, you know, as in they're related to shellfish. So they're actually in the same category as oysters, clams and mussels which I never really thought about um, at all. It doesn't seem quite, quite. you know, it's, it's fascinating. They're called the, the taxonomic class for snails and slugs, which are the largest group of mollusks, mollusks sorry, are gastropods. So they're, this is what they call gastropods. So they comprise more than 80% of living mollusk species. Um, and they're one of the most diverse groups of animals in terms of, their habitat, what they look like, what they do, and they live everywhere on Earth. They think there might be about as many as 150,000 species of gastropods, slugs and snails, and they come in almost all habitats from deep ocean trenches to deserts. So they find them all the time, um, which is amazing. Um, I like this fact so much. They think that they might be the inspiration for Cupid. So one researcher has argued that the myth of Cupid's arrow um, might come from the mating rituals of the Helix Asperza, a garden snail. And I had no idea about this. It's really interesting. Some of these snails shoot love darts at the objects of their affections, and these contain mucus. That increases the chance of their sperm surviving. Um, a point to note here is that snails are hermaphrodite, and, and both, um, and both individuals in this little mating ritual receive sperm during mating. So, um, so this is super interesting. So in earlier times, people believed that these snot rockets, um, between from one snail to another were gifts of calcium or were an aphrodisiac. And so this is why people think that this might be the inspiration behind the Cupid's arrow, which is super, uh, which I'd never even thought about, that that would be found from a snail. I,
0: I was going to say, uh, maybe I'm confused. OK, no, no. I think it was slugs mating. OK, never mind. Um, I remember it was a David Attenborough video on YouTube for our listeners it's a it's a must watch if you've got five minutes just google sort of um slugs mating bbc um and you'll find (laughs) the most fascinating um mating video of of two slugs that sort of fan out on each other and and it's translucent it's quite beautiful i wonder if i can find one of snails and i wonder what that might look like the the shells might get in the way i'm not i'm not sure the
1: shells anyway i hope hope so let's think of those as soundtracks to watching that video Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but we're learning so much from sales like for example they've inspired medical adhesives there are researchers in boston children's hospital and mit who developed an adhesive that mimics the stickiness of a slug slime the same gel that allows marine snails to cling to rocks in the surf. And that medical glue that they've created is designed for use in repairing heart defects and could even um, stick to jagged surfaces where traditional sutures might leak. Um, So far they've only been tested on pig hearts, but that's incredible. This is why it's so fascinating um, about snails. Um, We've also found that their mucus might improve our skin which um, is quite which I, I didn't really think about, but then I realised whenever you go into some of Hong Kong's cosmetic shops, there's lots yes, of snail, the snail products, snail masks.
0: There. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah snail masks. about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and okay, do you know how this came about? People first recognised recognised snail serum value in skincare in the 1980s when members of a family-owned snail farm noticed how handling snails made their skin clearer and softer. So, since then, snail mucin has been valued for erasing wounds or other blemishes. So, that's kind of fascinating as well. So, all these people are handling what which doesn't sound like a very glamorous industry, right? Having a snail. Farm. Super
0: young hands. Oh I mean, they may be yeah, like sort of 90 years old, hands. but their hands are sort of, of of a teenager or something, or baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. What's your secret?
1: Snails. Um, So it's kind of amazing. Um, We were talking a little bit about um, aquatic snails. You mentioned the snails in your aquarium, which we'll get to a little bit more detail in a minute. But um, some freshwater snails do not breathe underwater through gills, but they have a type of lung, um, and they float to the surface each time they need to breathe. And some snails have both a gill, gills and a lung. And the apple snail has a siphon, a breathing tube, that it can stretch up to the water surface to breathe without exposing itself to predators isn't that amazing amazing yeah um the giant triton charonia tritonis is the is a sea snail that can grow up to a foot and a half long and it's also a super aggressive predator which seems super contradictory when we think about snails right it has a really keen sense of smell and it loves to eat starfish and paralyzes them with venomous saliva. So
0: it's, it's a carnivore. Gosh, I don't, it's I don't a even carnival. know. I don't even know what they eat. What, what do snails typically eat? Well, it depends on what kind of snail,
1: obviously. Um, a lot of the time, snails, you can kind of pretty much give them anything. They can just lettuce. have like stuff, lettuce and stuff like that, yes, but not citrus you shouldn't be giving your snail citrus because they are very sensitive to citrus. Mm. Um, it's not very good for them. They're very sensitive to acid. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we're going to talk a little bit about like how people who've kept snails as pets. It's amazing who has. Um, of course, it's that like, you think about this carnivorous deadly Mm, that one's not deadly but sea snail in pre-columbian um america um snails were actually a symbol of joy so for mesoamericans they believed that the symbol was um, the snail was a symbol of rebirth and joy the world shape of its cell, um shell represented the circle of life which is kind of amazing um so it kind of had like a lot of i think we've kind of downplayed its, its beauty and its um its significance as well um so that's kind of fascinating. I love this, um, this particular incident. So we're talking about like people who keep snails as pets. The novelist Patricia Highsmith, who actually wrote, um, Strangers on a Train and the talented Mr. Ripley, which of course now people know because they're really famous films, right? Um, she preferred mollusks to people. <laughs> so she was this really eccentric novelist and she kept around 300 snails as pets and apparently they paid. Came- 300 snails Um, and in a biography of her um, someone quotes uh, someone else as describing Patricia Highsmith as the woman who produced snails from her handbag and encouraged them to leave sticky trails all over her host's tabletop Mm. It's just to go to like Can you imagine Having someone Come over for dinner And then they just Produce a massive snail On the table And let it like Wander around It's like It's pretty eccentric Right I mean you Guess like today You have got like Para And a tiny baby chihuahua But once upon a time It was a, it was a snail Um But, of course, we've talked about big snails. It's also interesting to talk about small snails. And the world's smallest land snail could fit through the eye of a needle. They recently discovered discovered a snail called Angostopelia dominicae, and it may be the smallest land snail ever found with a shell that's just 0.03 inches tall. And if you lined 10 of them up in a row, they could go through the eye of a needle together. Can you imagine how tiny, teeny,
0: teeny, tiny that is? You You'd just it's sort so of miss it. You, you wouldn't be able to you really see it. it. Well, you'd never
1: see it. I don't think you could see it with the naked eye. Being
0: no. honest, um, it'll just look like a dot.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. sort of moving I very slowly. So. And I wonder how tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny that that yeah. shell is. Yes, absolutely. So then, um, the other thing is that um, so they're really,
1: really small. Now. Snails, contrary to what everyone must think, have the most teeth of any animal. The, you, the, the a, most A good pub quiz, quiz question, yeah. The most teeth of any animal. A snail's oh, mouth yeah. may be the size of a pin, but it can have up to 20,000 teeth, depending on the species. No, please, please, please. Yeah, 20,000 20, teeth? 20,000 teeth. 20, teeth. And more surprisingly, the strongest natural material in the world Can be found in a species of marine snail's teeth. So, upon close study, limpet teeth were shown to be 10 times stronger than spider silk, withstanding extreme pressures that would turn carbon into a diamond. So, a snail's tooth, so, as you said, like, if you, it would actually be a very complimentary thing to describe someone as strong as a snail's tooth. (laughs) 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 Which seems a bit bizarre, but sort of fascinating. Um, yes, so um so that's kind of amazing. Of course we, we, we know that they're they're um we we know that they carry shells on their on their back. Um apparently uh, they're born with their shells, which is adorable. Baby snails have a protoconch or earliest shell, and it's soft and transparent at first, and the snails develop a harder shell as they get
0: calcium from their food. Which is so sweet. Um and of course snails um they probably need a lot of calcium with so many teeth. They, yeah, I think they probably would.
1: Um, And, of course, their, their shells can't be replaced. So um, aside from being their home, they have all their organs encased in their, uh, their shells. So even though a snail could heal from, like, a mine, minor damage or a little crack, it will not recover from a completely broken shell. So that's something to keep in mind the next time anyone, disgustingly, would contemplate
0: on I one know. on her. I've seen what? I've seen people um, I've seen people stepping on snail shells before I- I'm not sure oh. if they, they, they do it on purpose but it's like Oh, it's so terrible. So I always try to move a snail back into the leafy area. But word of caution: yeah. they are full of parasites and full of like not so nice things. So if you were to touch a snail with your bare hands, be sure to wash them and, and hand sanitize. Them, yeah. yeah, they're That's pretty. Very, they're pretty very good dirty. Advice. Yeah
1: yeah it's very very good advice um i also once was in central in the morning having a fancy meeting and walked up a set of stone steps just as the sun was coming up and beating down on these steps and i saw this slug just there on the step in the bright sunshine and i walked past it and And I walked past it and 20 seconds later that I can't leave that slug there. So I walked back and like on my hands and knees, picking the slug off a step to remove them to a shady bit of leafy area. Well done, see Well done. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, so it's pretty fascinating. Now, uh, snails can lay over 100 eggs in one clutch and Actually, of these eggs, only 20 to 50 hatch successfully and reach maturity. Um, So, you know, they've got about a 50-50 sort of chance there. Um, which is pretty interesting. Um, But snails are used for lots of things. I mean, of course, we know people do eat some of them, which is totally fine, Um, but also uh, they use, uh, the paper industry uses snail shells as fillers to improve paper capacity. For cosmetics, crushed snail shells are used to manufacture face powder. And similarly, snail shells also serve as reinforcement materials for automotive connections, which I never would have thought of before. Although they may, um, you know, so that's kind of, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, of course, you think snails are pretty, are pretty harmless, but um, you'd have to think twice before going through a certain type of sea snail, which would, be, um, which would be the cone snail, which draws in unsuspecting divers or animals with its colorful shell, releasing a venomous harpoon that once its victim comes closer. Can you imagine? Um, to date... Cone snail stings have claimed 27 human casualties. 27 human casualties of a, a harpoon from a snail. Whoa. Can you imagine? Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um... But, um, and apparently, also, just to add to this, the tragic life of a snail, around a third of snails die after laying their eggs. Oh, so, goodness. I don't know, they go through a lot to get here on this earth, little snails. Um, they're just, you know, I, I mentioned people who have eaten snails. Um, and even though we know of, like, French escargot and costing a fortune in restaurants, apparently snails used to be um, a, a last choice for a lot of people. And snails were actually a, a staple food in times of famine. So that's always been, that's kind of interesting. So now they're like, you know, uh, quite a delicacy, but they were something that people probably quite rightly didn't it's really want to eat. If they yeah. had a choice, <laughs> yeah. if they had a
0: choice. So that's kind of interesting as well. Because um, it's a delicacy in, in, in French cuisine, isn't it? Escargot. Yes, yes, absolutely. Have you had escargot before? I have. Um i want to say it's not very fancy but i think i had it in in a pizza hut special one time <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps perhaps it was not as, probably maybe democratizing
1: it was... <laughs> luxury food yeah <laughs>
0: beautiful um oh fascinating but how, how it it you do is... before can we compare it oh. is it a bit sort of um clammy or maybe for, for what i know maybe it was clams i don't know <laughs> oh no i mean i think i think I think it is kind of clammy I mean you know I'm no stranger to eating the
1: odd insect. obviously like a properly prepared one I'm not just like a human gecko but um I I can't say that I've I've enjoyed snails and I've tried them in the past I have like one recollection of eating them and at the time they were served with an enormous amount of butter so I think that was kind of so it's tasty with the butter anything with butter is tasty (laughs) anything with butter seems a bit tasty so but I don't think I. I mean it's not like I'm clambering to get myself more of them, if I'm being honest. Um, But of course, uh, the interesting thing about snails is that um, there's so many interesting things about snails, and we still don't know so much about them, but um, it's incredible when I was doing the research for this column, all of the things that we're learning about them that we can apply to ourselves. Like, for example, um, neuroscientists in UCLA have, have shared, have reported that they transferred a memory from one animal to another via injections of RNA which challenges how we see how memories are stored in the brain. So this could be something really incredible for people suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia or any other kind of um, traumatic brain injury, that there could be new RNA-based treatments one day to restore lost memories. And this could really also improve the field of memory and learning as well, which is amazing. So they, they, saw, in this, um, so they saw in this thing with... Um, with snails that they basically um could inject a, another snail with this rna and um then they could kind of they had it like it was like transferring a memory so they knew when when or not something would shock them so it's kind of incredible. So it's not like it's something that's passed down evolutionarily. So like, you know, that certain animals obviously have a sense of like, okay, well, we have a sense of danger, like mice are scared of cats, yeah. that kind of thing. But this was something completely new that wasn't an evolutionarily there usually. Um, so that's kind of incredible. And of course, we already know the benefits of, um, Snail slime for medical adhesives, which is again really really interesting. So there's so much, and this is why I think people forget about like the importance of biodiversity. Is we need to be able to learn about all these creatures, and if and if a, a if a snail or snails go extinct, um, we're going to lose out on so many more opportunities to learn so much more. Um, so it's really, really fascinating, and of course, the snails—they're small, they're slimy, they lack the charisma of a polar bear or a gorilla, but apparently, um, they're disappearing. And they are crit- there's a lot of types of snails that are critically endangered. Um, there's a critically endangered snail called the Actinella Fuscobasis which has been brought into captivity so to see if they can try and keep them alive in the wild. Um, that's in Hawaii. Um, in Alabama, there's a conservation group that petitioned to add oblong rock snails to the endangered species list. In New Zealand, there's a snail that has found itself constrained to a habitat of just one kilometer in size. That's the only place that this occupied by this species of snail um in Fiji they've um scientists have expressed the urgent need to keep the island's unique tree snails from going extinct um and so it, it's really fascinating but of course what's even more interesting is it's really hard to keep them um these this over 150,000 species of gastropods. it's really difficult to keep them to keep them alive and to breed them to breed them in captivity uh, for example one scientist said you know um one snail may feed on hundreds of different kinds, if not thousands of different kinds, of fungi in its natural environment. How are you possibly going to replicate that in a, um, in, uh, you know, in in like a snail zoo, essentially, in captivity? How are you possibly going to to give it everything that it would have found in its natural environment? Which is why it's so important to preserve them. And of course, sna- unfortunately, snail environments are apparently somewhere where we're very, very, <laughs> we, we can destroy their environments very quickly and without a second thought. Um, and the number of people studying snails remains relatively small. There's a big disadvantage in this way. I guess people don't really want to study snails. So it doesn't sound like a very exciting profession. I mean, for you and I, Noreen, if we were to meet someone who said, I'm a snail scientist, we'd I'm actually be really fascinated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like so we'd be star shocked <laughs> then we'd just be like oh my goodness are you kidding me that's Rockstar. amazing yeah absolutely um but not everyone has that kind of appreciation right so um it's very it's, it's a really complicated thing but it's um we're realizing more and more the importance of all these different kinds of of snails um so um of course extinction of a snail matters because they keep other species in check they're an important part of ecosystems but also because we lose them we have lose all these opportunities to learn so much more about about snails and about ourselves as well which is super fascinating anyway i have some quotes Perfect snail quotes. I have some quotes. Love it. I have some snail quotes. Um, the first one is from Masoud Mohammed, who said, "A hibernating snail is not necessarily dead." Oh, I forgot to tell you that super interesting fact. Snails can sleep anywhere from a few hours to three years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just realised that quote makes more sense than you realise that. That's um, yeah, so- fascinating. So yeah, th- yeah. they probably hibernate in the winter time then. Or oh, 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 yes. when it's really yes. cold. Or just for three
1: years. They need sleep so they can secrete mucus to survive. So oh. they do tend to um they do tend to need a good snooze oh. Um but yes, yeah, so this is why Mesoud Mohammed said a hibernating snail is not necessarily dead, which I guess a way of saying that even if you're taking some time out for yourself, it's very important. It doesn't mean life has stopped, it just means you're taking a rest. Um uh, from Vincent O.K. he said from a book of African Proverbs, he said, Snail is slow, smooth, and succulent, but vulnerable. With a wet and luscious tongue, it maneuvers its way across thorns and thistles without harm. Um, and I just really thought that was a really incredible image of this soft, like a very gentle thing like a snail, but it's still a very... Strong and powerful creature that's able to, like he said, move over the thorns of a tree or sharp rocks and be unharmed. You know what I mean? And I think there's something quite like something you can learn from that, right? You know what I mean? Like, don't come at hardness with hardness. You can come at hardness with gentleness or something like that. I'm not trying to get too profound on a Wednesday afternoon, but I think there's something like (laughs) that. and the live one last quotation from Gail Sukiyama who said even a snail will eventually reach its destination
0: so slowly but surely and that's what's surely Im- but surely. exactly yeah. that's what's important i was just thinking do, do snails attack i mean if if they feel threatened i'm just trying to think they don't they're they're really quite gentle creatures they sort of retreat back into its own shell yes
1: i think so i mean i think other than the a cone snail underwater who will basically harpoon you and kill you. I don't think, I mean, him, yeah. But the rest of them, I mean, I think they're, they're I think they're very, very gentle. I mean, they do, you know, go after pre- um, prey, but they should and they have to and they're part of an ecosystem that keeps things in check and balance. So. Mm you know, but I don't think any of us need to harm a snail. And I think if you do come across one, gently picking it up from the path where it may get trodden on and putting it somewhere, like we said, in a nice, cool, leafy bush
0: um, is the kind of thing you could do. Oh, well, Cruz, we're out of time today. Thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you.